Entrepreneur on Fire, 958. Unless you're coming up with your own recipe, you're eating snacks, not soul food. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Ignite. What's the point of sending emails that never make it to your subscribers' inboxes? AWeber has you covered with industry-leading deliverability. Start connecting with your audience and growing your business with email today at aweber.com slash fire. TopTal is the online marketplace that connects you with top developers all over the world. Just ask Airbnb or Zendesk. They use TopTal. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire to take your project to the next level today. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. Jolly Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, April McLean. April, are you prepared to ignite? You have no idea. Yes. April has lived a lot of life in a little time. From abusive home to foster care, being pregnant at 15 to sleeping in a car, she's learned a few things about perseverance. Both her brick and mortar studio and online brand are dedicated to spreading hope and celebrating transparency. April, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. What's up, Fire Nation? Uh, my world is uh, full in just the right way. As you stated, I do have a brick and mortar business. I actually have a performing art studio. So we are a dance studio with both traditional and world dance genres. And we are 18 and over. So we're only for the grown folk. I also have an online brand where I uh, speak and write and pontificate and wax poetic and get on people's nerves sometimes. And I live in beautiful Southern California. I actually live in Riverside, but I'm down in your neck of the woods all the time because it is the best city. (laughs) It is America's finest city. That's what we like to call it. And I do love living here in April. I don't want to brush over the fact that you use the word pontificate because that word does not get used (laughs) enough. (laughs) Can we bring that word back? I'll try to drop it as much as possible in the whole interview. Okay. My goal is a minimum of two more times to make a round three, but it has to make sense. So (laughs) April, Yeah, I was going to say, you don't want to lose listeners. (laughs) (laughs) So April, we are going to really be getting into your journey. And as Fire Nation can tell, just from that little intro that I gave, you have had quite the gosh darn journey. But before we get into that, I want you to share with us some insights into your mind and what I call the one minute mindset. And the first question being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? Uh, The first 80 minutes of the day for me is crucial. So I am pretty ritualistic. It's the only time that I'm ritualistic about my life, but I um, really heavily ascribe to the no screen theory when it comes to morning time. So the first thing I do is go into the living room and open all the blinds because natural light is my favorite. Um, I tend to wake up early, 5.30 or 6, so it's usually dark outside still for a little bit. 
grab the coffee, light a candle, do a devotional. And then no matter how quickly I get through all of that for 30 minutes, I won't do anything else. I will sit on my couch like a loaf and stare out the window. I actually live like my, my yard is on a golf course. So the view is gorgeous. Um, but I really just need that time because I know I'm not going to get it again for the rest of the day. What I love about those first 80 minutes is that you're on your agenda. You're not going on somebody else's agenda right away. And that's what we do when we get that immediate screen time, Fire Nation. So great stuff, April. And what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I am a shipper more than anything else. And so once the idea comes, it's very hard for me to just chill out for a second and let it happen the way it's supposed to. So why is that a bad thing? Uh, well, I, <laughs> sometimes it's actually a really beautiful, yeah. valuable thing. But a lot of times um, I, I need to have the patience to uh, need to take their due course. And I kind of want to go from zero to 100 immediately. <laughs> okay. Some people look at that as a weakness. And I'm sure it's definitely harmed you in a few scenarios. But April, speed of implementation is critical. So yes. if something's going to yes. fail, let's find out quickly. If something's going to succeed, let's find out quick too and then make things happen. So we'll take that as a weakness because that can cause harm if you don't proceed with some form of caution. But on the flip side, right. what's your biggest strength? I am a huge lover of iteration. There's nothing about it that's frightening to me. I'm not afraid to embarrass myself for a while. I have faith that my fans will follow me through all the yuckiness. And in fact, I think it adds some authenticity. So, um, and I'm constantly learning so that iteration is always present anyway. And what rhymes with iteration? Alliteration, pontification. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Number two, and it made sense, kind of. Score. So, so April, what's a habit that you wish you had? I wish I was a journaler. I think whenever I hear people talk about journaling, it seems super serene and mellow. And I've heard you talk about the, I think it's called the five minute journal, yes. I believe, uh, I ha which I have not tried, but I just can't seem to hone in on that habit. It's a tough habit, but I will say that if you do maybe in really just include that as five of your 30 minutes that you're sitting kind of looking out the window and it can kind of be a reflection mm -hmm. too, where it's just on your lap, you're looking up only if the, the result comes from what those questions are. Like, what are you grateful for? What are you looking to accomplish today? Only if it comes, then you can, that's how you can start. And then you might see that it comes more easily over days. And I'm actually such a believer in journaling that I'm creating a physical journal similar to the five minute journal, but with a much different focus to accomplish a goal in a hundred days called the freedom journal. So April, I'll send you one. When yes, it comes out. I will do that one. Okay. <laughs> what is one thing that has you most fired up right now? I feel like the last couple years have been uh, me pushing the flywheel as it were. Um, and it's just been, let's go, let's go, let's go. Multiple projects that I feel like uphill. <laughs> and this year and the last couple months, it, it, they all just kind of let loose and they're flying. So uh, through the studios thriving like beautiful. Online though, uh, my book is finally getting published. The doc, I'm, I had created a documentary about my time both in foster care and how uh, dance sort of healed that experience. That's finally in uh, post-edit production and there are several online courses that I just wrapped up are now available and it just took a real long time to get all those going. 
that's something to be fired up about, April. And it just seems like Fire Nation, we need to, to listen to these things that Entrepreneur on Fire guests are excited about. See how they feel for us. Is this something that kind of gets us excited too? And then how can we use that idea in our niche, in our industry and move forward? Because if it's exciting, these successful and aspiring entrepreneurs, the sky's the limit. And April, mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about your journey. And you have control of the story you're going to tell. But my one request is that this first story is what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us there, tell us that story and the lessons learned. I would start by saying that I was in that stage where I was trying to launch multiple things off the ground at once. And it seemed like there was quite a bit of headway. Everything was being well received. Uh, I had a fight ahead of me, but I was on my way up. And I felt a, a nice level of momentum going like, yeah, we're going to do this. Wake up in the morning. Let's go. And I felt over the course of last year this struggle that was getting worse and worse to the point where I didn't feel like I understood what was going on. I was having personal relationships severely break down. Uh, It it just kind of got to the point where life was a mess and I got a little numb for a second. And that probably went on for a good six months. And I had a long drive to make. Actually, it was to San Diego. And I popped in the audio version of Outwitting the Devil which is phenomenal. phenomenal. And and you've listened to it, right? Absolutely. And just to break in real quick for Fire Nation. So Napoleon Hill, Thinking and Grow Rich Fire Nation was one of the best sellers in the 1930s. And moving forward, he also in that same decade wrote Outwitting the Devil, which they put into an archive until 2011, never releasing to the public because it was too controversial in their opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. The book's only been out for a few years now, but absolutely amazing. The devil's voice in that audio version, April, it's like James Earl Jones. So good. (laughs) Yeah, it's alarmingly debonair. I don't really know how to feel about it. (laughs) Um, but there is a whole section of that book where he, where the devil talks about what he calls drifters, which is, you know, I think it's kind of open to interpretation, but it's essentially people who don't have, um, a firm mindset in their beliefs, in their, uh, moral compass, in their laurels. And I was listening to him. And as he was speaking, I realized that I had become a drifter, that that's what had happened in the last six months that I had allowed so many things to pick away at my mind and sense of self-worth and being that I was kind of wavering in any old direction. And actually, as I'm telling you the story, I realized that what I'm saying to you is my aha moment came from the devil. Oh, we're Uh, working this in. I love it. (laughs) But uh, that I remember driving into San Diego and thinking, oh my gosh, this is what it is. And it was very transformative for me. So let's kind of talk about this book, Outwitting the Devil, a little bit. Because I think it's fascinating that you Mm -hmm. picked up on this. And I think it's so important that you tied it in not only to your worst entrepreneurial moment, which was before you listened to this, to even your aha moment, which is while you listened to this, what were some specific things besides that drifting part that you really got out Mm -hmm. of this book that really just made an impact with your mindset, your direction, your belief system? One of the biggest ones is that almost immediately when he starts the interview, um, the the devil requests that he address him by your majesty. 
and you know Napoleon or Mr. Earthbound is like what what right do you have to ask me to address you as your majesty and the devil says do you not realize that I control 98% of the population and I had such a visceral reaction to that because mm. he goes on to say essentially that people only live one of two ways by faith or by fear and there's no middle ground and so those that are making their decisions out of fear, he's already gotten the palm of his hand. Um, I think that is, besides drifting, my biggest takeaway is how do we make decisions based on our hopes and faith and not based out of fear? There's definitely a lot that I can remember while listening to Outwitting the Devil. In fact, one of them I was listening as I was on a train ride in Barcelona. We were actually taking a train from one city to the next. I popped it in and I'm listening to this. And that part really mm-hmm. shook me up too, because when they said 98%, like I looked around the train and mm. I basically said, 98% of the people that I'm seeing right now are living a life of fear. And there's even a quote yes. that I remember I'll never forget is that the vast majority of humans are living lives of quiet desperation. You can't hear it. You might not be able to see it, you know, by looking at their face. But when they're turning off the light at night, they're going to that place of quiet desperation because that fear is leading them. So you're driving down to San Diego, America's finest city. You kind of have this visceral <laughs> reaction to the 98% comment and to the drifter comments. What changes? I think there's a few things that changed. Number one, um, I am a, I'm a woman of faith. Um, I pray, at least I try to pray pretty regularly. And one of the first things that changed is the way I approach my prayers. And it's exactly what you said about quiet desperation rather than coming with this spirit of like, oh, you know, I hope whatever small dream I can conjure up for the day, we, you know, can you just please, it was more like, Hey, there are some big, bold, bad plans out there for me. Let's handle these. And so just having that, that mindset of waking up in the morning and like, I'm ready to dominate this. Not like, I certainly hope I can pay bills this month. It's just, it changes demeanor. It changes my spirit and it changes the things that I'm willing to go after. So you get to San Diego the sun is shining, the birds are singing. Let's be honest. It's like that. Speaking of 98% of the time, it's like that 98% of the time. You uh-huh. make this change in the way that you look at faith and the way that you look at yourself and how you want to live your life, not in the palm of the, and again, this is, you know, a quote unquote devil, which is what this right. outwitting the devil is all about. What is like one specific action that you took that changed your business in some way? I mean, you said that you were doing a lot of things that seemed to be catching on, but there was obviously a lot of fear because they weren't home runs. What is something you changed? Like, and let me kind of give you some examples. Like some things that I think about would be, I just figured out one of those seven different things that I wanted to just focus on, hone my skills on and dominate and crush and see if that worked quickly. Again, speed of implementation. And if it doesn't, I'm on to the next one. That's kind of what I would do having been in that situation. But what did Mm -hmm. you do and how did that lead to eventual success? I think there are two specific things I did. One is a little bit directly correlated with the business is that I stopped speaking to people who weren't 
breathing positivity and encouragement into my life. You know, I had several friendships and relationships that I was hanging on to be, oh, they're a good person or, you know, um, you don't want to walk away from history. And for me, that there was a moment of you have to laser focus in on what you're doing. You know, he talks a lot about definitive purpose. And that purpose was getting lost as I was spending energy on people who didn't really... I didn't owe my energy to who hadn't really earned my energy. It was uh, it was a really expensive price to pay. That was one of the first things. And one of the second things I did is I took a look at the projects I had going on. And I can't remember you. You will remember whose quote is it that said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Derek Sivers. There you go. That's what I would ask myself when looking at each of those projects. And I could honestly say that some of them I was doing based off people's expectations of me. And those just had to go immediately. So I was either excited about going after these things or they had to get drawn off the table. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And there are a couple of things I want to talk about specifically on this April. And I would love kind of your feedback on this. I believe there is a mm-hmm. time and a place for entrepreneurs with this. Now, with me, I feel like I'm definitely at that place where if it's not an absolute hell yes, it has got to be a no because I only have so much bandwidth and I have a lot of really good things that are going on. However, I think of the John Lee Dumas in 2012 and in 2013. And at some point when you're starting, you're trying to get that momentum going, you have to say yes to a lot of things that might work to try to get that momentum, to try to get that little extra oomph that you might need because you just don't know what's going to work. So I know that I said yes to a lot of, eh, that could be good. And I don't regret all of them because some of them ended up blowing me away beyond my wildest expectations. So I'm at the point now where I definitely say that. Do you think that it needs to be from the very beginning or do you think you should get to a certain tipping point before that's your black and white answer? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I do think that there's a tendency. I see a lot. Entrepreneurs like this buzzword now. And I see a lot of people calling themselves that um, who, for lack of a better way to put it, haven't really paid dues. And I think that there is a, um, a nobility in apprenticing and volunteering and doing those things just to get your name out there. Um, there's a lot of people that want to skip those levels. And I just don't find that that there to be wisdom in that approach. So I totally agree with you. And I do think that they do have to understand the difference between chasing after the things that are really going to further their vision and just grasping at anything that comes along. That There's also a subtle difference there. I love that word apprentice. It's another word that I can't personally use enough because I think it's so powerful. And if you put yourself, Fire Nation, in the position where you are an apprentice, where you go to somebody who is at where you want to be, then when these opportunities come along, you can go to them and say, listen, you have the experience. You've been here and done that. Is this an opportunity that should be a hell yes right now for me? Because I'm not really there where I can identify that yet. And that mentor can help you immensely. Have you had a powerful mentor in your life, April? I've had several powerful mentors in my life and I will always continue to seek them out because I'm I'm never arriving. Never arriving. Fire Nation, if you keep that attitude throughout, good things will come. And April, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. You might be great at design or an expert at managing projects, but sometimes you need someone to help you take it to the next level. That's where TopTal comes in. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you and your team get it done. TopTal's network of 1,000 senior software developers has you covered. These rigorously tested developers are the same crew that companies like Airbnb and Zendesk call on to get their projects finished on time. You can bring that talent on hourly, part-time, or full, and there's no contract minimum. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com fire and take your project to the next level today. Email is one of the most important tools that you can use to grow your business. Why? Because it always makes it possible to connect with customers and prospects in a place they always are. Whether you have a subscriber list of 10 or 10,000, Aweber makes it easy for you to communicate with your email audience by making the whole process an automated breeze. So when you're really busy doing other things like running your business, you can trust that with Aweber, creating and sending emails will be a cinch. From easy-to-use sign-up forms and email templates to industry-leading deliverability that helps your emails get delivered to your subscribers' inboxes, Aweber has as you covered. In fact, they've been helping small businesses, bloggers, agencies, and entrepreneurs just like you for over 16 years, so they know the game. Ready to start using one of the most important marketing tools out there? Visit aweber.com slash fire today and start growing your business with email with a free 30-day trial. That's aweber.com slash fire. April, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Living a life that was good enough was holding me back. What is the best advice you've ever received? I had a friend who once told me, uh, level up on your friendships, level up on your inner circle. And that piece of advice really changed the way I associate myself. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? Time management is a ridiculously important uh, trait to have, especially in your ability to focus. Um, I really ascribe to a couple of different techniques, but um, I don't believe in multitasking and I don't believe that it even exists. So one of my best habits is the ability to accomplish one task from A to B before moving on. It is scientifically proven that multitasking does not exist. Even computers have to switch from different tasks to tasks. We think we're multitasking, but what we're really doing is just switching from one thing to another quickly, imperceivably, but your whole focus is not there. And April, you're a listener of Entrepreneur on Fire. You know focus. Follow one course course until until success. success. (laughs) I win. Dang. Hey, one more pontificate and then you do win. So (laughs) do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, there's two things that I I visit pretty regularly. One, every morning I do read the skim, which is like literally they skim the news and just grab the most uh, pressing headlines so that you can stay up to date without having to watch all of the depressing drivel. And the other thing that I keep bookmarked on my desk is Seth Godin um, made the Ship It Journal free. And I use the Ship It Journal before I launch any project. I think it's just the most brilliantly simple way to get out of my mind. Love that. So if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
I'm going to go with The One Thing, which I know has been recommended before. So The One Thing is um, a book regarding how we look at time. And it has been a really pivotal eye opener for me in terms of understanding, um, like what we were talking about earlier about multitasking, in terms of understanding that whole conundrum or quote unquote, a balanced life and uh, being able to focus in on your goals with such precision and such goal setting abilities that you knock them out of the park knock them out of the park. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. In April, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, so this this question does require some heavy pontification <laughs> before coming to a conclusion. Score! Yay! I win the internet. Um, I'm going to give you the most boring answer ever. <laughs> I'm going to elaborate. But you've but, already said pontification. Okay, so it doesn't matter. I can say anything now, right? Yes. <laughs> um, the first seven days, I might, I mean, I might not be able to pull it off for the first seven days because there is no other time in the whole world where you will have your food and shelter taken care of and, and absolutely no obligations socially. So I feel like I better take advantage of this one time and just like do me. I hate that term. I just said that term out loud. <laughs> Recording. Okay. Um, <laughs> so second to that, um, the thing about this new world is that I feel like I interpret this question differently than other, other people. Other people were like, oh, all these strangers in this new world, but you're the stranger. Because if it's identical to Earth, it's still President Obama. It's still like it's still the same people. Right. You're the weirdo. So, yes. Okay. So then I think that what I would do is use that to my advantage because now the only thing standing in the way of me and success is trust. Whereas on a regular basis, what's standing in my way is trust and understanding pain points. But since it's identical world, I already know the pain points. Now all I have to do is get involved, is volunteer, is apprentice enough to earn trust because let's say I was dropped back in Riverside, my where I live right now. Well, I already know what problems Riverside is facing. I know the mayor. I know his likes and dislikes. I know how this town operates. So I know how to go right to the movers and shakers. And from there, all I need to do is get them to know, like, and trust me. And I'm in. So it kind of accelerates anything it is that you wanted to do to begin with. I love your interpretation of this question. And I also love just that this question is so interpretationable <laughs> that it can come up with a lot of different answers. And it usually does. In April, what I want to do now is end this interview, How We Started, which was on fire, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Gotcha. Okay. So the best way to connect with me is www.messywarrior.com. And as far as a parting piece of, I would say that let go of 
people's expectations of you because they will always insist that you should be doing one thing or another. For me, it was social work. I was a foster kid. You should definitely be a social worker. And I carried that burden for a long time, feeling guilty that I didn't want to do social work, that it made me crazy inside. But everyone's going to want to give you their own recipe for your life. Unless you're coming up with your own recipe, you're, you're eating snacks, not soul food. I'm all about the soul food, April. I'm glad you are too. And Fire Nation, <laughs> you love soul food. I can feel it through the airwaves. And you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with April and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type April in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with everything that she's been talking about today. And that was messywarrior.com for her links. And April, thanks for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. As much as we travel for conferences and other opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work more efficiently, even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software and platform for your small business, Zero. That's X-E-R-O. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's PARADISE to 33444. Have an inspired day and ignite.